That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. It is such a pleasure to introduce my friend, today's guest, Nicole Berry, author of Body Harmony, owner of Bonberry Mart in New York, and one of my all-time favorite home cooks. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Shira. I'm so excited to be here. I'm honored. One of the things I really love about you is that you're so flexible. The way we like to eat ourselves is really different. You're mostly plant-based. I'm really not. But one of the things that we really share that I respect about you is that like you really listen to your body. And if you happen to be like craving feta or something, you will have it. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's really beautiful. And it, I think it's really important for your followers to see because I know that you have a lot of plant-based people and stuff like that. And I was wondering if your journey to listening to your body is something that you always had or that's something that you kind of came to. No, absolutely not. In fact, it's like the reason that I wrote a book called Body Harmony was basically the culmination. I would say like 20 seven years of my life. Obviously, as a kid, we're born with knowing intuitively how to nourish ourselves. And we don't have all the things wrapped up around feeding ourselves and food. So as a child, yes. But I think from the age of seven to 27-ish, 28, was definitely rife with turmoil. And really, I was like at war with my body, my self, the way I nourished myself, like not understanding what to do battling an active eating disorder for over a decade, but I'm so grateful for the journey that I have in order to get to the place that I am and have the confidence to even speak of it. Of course, it's constantly a journey and every day is like an assignment, but until I've truly felt I've had freedom from that, then I felt confident to start sharing a little bit on social media, a little bit here and there until then, yes, like writing a book about it. And I think that's so important. Has that community really rallied around you in that way? kind of listening to your story and relating. Yeah. And what's interesting. So when I first started sharing on social media, like Instagram and stuff, it was more about like recipes and almost like the superficial layer of like well-being, right? It began as like the pretty acai bowls, right? And then the like perfectly colorful rainbow salads, which I loved making and like 
fed me physically and spiritually. I think something shifted definitely after I became a mom. My oldest is seven years old. And I just feel like once you become a mom, you shed a lot of that kind of superficiality. And like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but you'll talk to strangers and immediately get to like <laughs> really intense like thing that you're going through because there's just like no time. And also like we see what is important, right? So I had more confidence in sharing my journey, struggles, a little more about intuitive eating. I did eat plant-based and vegan in my college years and then started like getting deep into like physically healing myself, the things that I've learned about food combining and physically healing and juicing and all that in order for that to really have resonance with my followers. And for me, why am I doing this and how am I doing this? And how can I allow a little bit of grace and like mistakes, you know? I'm so glad that you explained all of that because I have my own similar journey with this. A lot of these food combining or intermittent fasting or whatever, there are these things that become this huge zeitgeist around them. But the reality is there's some real research behind these things and it makes a lot of sense. When we feel like we have to follow something to a T, we can get obsessive and over the top about it and stop listening to our bodies. I think anyone that's had like a bunch of inflammation in their life, some of these things wind up being kind of intuitive. You pick and choose what works for you, but you don't have to follow it perfectly. And at the end of the day, it has to work for you and you have to listen to your body. Yeah. What I have realized over the years is that if something physically is actually healing, usually you feel it right away. It's a visceral feeling. It's not like taking a supplement and you're like, oh my God, is this working? I don't know. And like all of a sudden, like six months later, you're like, it was working. That usually does not happen. It's when I eat a properly food combined meal, like vaguely, generally speaking, I start with a green salad and like I choose a starch or a protein, right? For that meal. Usually I leave that meal feeling light, buoyant, energized. Same thing for other practices in my life, like foam rolling or washa. Like you feel the effects because it's a visceral feeling. So I am very much of that camp of like, do the things that make you feel good physically in that moment. If you know that you want to do something that's not going to make you feel good, but that's what your soul is craving in that moment, do it. And then you can continue on your everyday path that usually makes you physically thrive. In this day of like wellness and healing, you know, we can't just think about healing the physical body. We have to think about how that's attached to our emotional connection to food and emotional connections to food. It can be a positive thing and should be a positive thing. If it becomes compulsive, it becomes something else. And yes, we have to look at that, but let's not forget to like feed that part of us that like loves the emotional connection to food and like respect it and revel in it a little bit. I'm so happy you brought that up in that way. You shared this story recently about the butt of the romaine (laughs) and how you would like fight with your dad over it. And I feel like you've really been able to honor both sides of your family with food and share that with your kids. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. so special. And I was wondering like how that feels for you that you get to share it with both sides and kind of meld them together. Yeah. I learned food lessons, good and bad from both parents. My mom, she's Korean and there's so much celebration around that. My dad, like Jewish Americans. So there's no way that I would grow up and just look at food as fuel, right? That's not the kind of upbringing I had. It's that food was always a celebration. But my dad dealt with type 2 diabetes all his life, and he battled with how to feed himself that would physically help him versus what he enjoyed. And my mom, too, is like dealt with like her own eating disorders that I like subconsciously picked up. So it becomes really difficult when food is a celebration, but also as food is something to fear. So many people go through that as 
adolescence. It's really hard, particularly when you're like a mom of a daughter, it's hard to like teach intuitive eating. You can't teach it to them. You can't like say it to them. You can only model it. Your daughter, she's only four, but still like, I know it's going to come soon. And the only thing I could do is be present in myself and the way that I fuel my body and hope she subconsciously picks that up and bring her into the kitchen and my son too, and like make things and revel in that preparation. I can only be grounded in myself. And hopefully I can pass on subconsciously those lessons. That's the best I can do. I think even the way you th- you're thinking about it and the way you're approaching it is so healthy. And she is so lucky to have that model for her. And I think one of the things you do exceptionally well is you grind as an entrepreneur, you're a super present mom, but you also really take good care of yourself. You have made self-care a pillar of your life. And it's something that I really admire. And I think that like having those non-food rewards that have absolutely nothing to do with food that make you feel so good and like you're worth it and all those things. I consider you such like an expert in like wellness products, like things that you have in your bag. And I feel like a lot of people are traveling right now. And I was wondering if you had any like non-negotiables that you kept in your bag. Yeah. So I think that like a good probiotic that you can feel like, not like, I think this is working, but so I think honestly seed, do you take seed? Yeah, I think it's like, I love seed. and I think it works well if you like take breaks, right. And you're, you're meant to do that with probiotics. If you take it like six days and like three days off or like, you know, however, whatever you want to do, then you really notice the effect. In the recent years, I start carrying my gua sha tool because I just feel like it's like right before bed, I like really like to move the chi in my jaw and my scalp. That helps me like release, obviously like sneakers to like work out. When I travel, I prioritize movement big time. I never jog in New York City. Like I never run ever. But if I'm in Miami, I like running along the boardwalk, checking out the beach. And yeah, a really good eye mask. I really like the like Lunia eye mask. That's great for the plane if your kids like allow it. (laughs) To me, wellness is not what you put in. It's like what comes out. That's why chi flow is really important to me. That's why movement is really important to me. That's why emotionally accepting like my cravings and letting them go and that I can move on is really important to me. Like energy flow is what I'm most proud about in my store are the dishes that we sell because the recipes are designed to help you eliminate and feel good and thrive. I'm so particular about like the products that we carry because I don't ever want to sell something that's just marketing and just like a vibe. That's not us at all. Like you can go to plenty of stores that I will not name where it's just like vibey, vibey, like wellness vibey. If you're here for the vibe, great. But like, are these things really going to like kill you. I don't know. For me, like a dry brush is really great because that's like an actual product that's going to move circulation and eliminate. Those are the types of things we carry at the store. I think in the Instagram world, it is so refreshing to hear someone like you speak like that because what I got from that and what I really feel myself too is like, it's an inside job. There's all these kind of fancy flashy things that you can buy. And it depends on how much disposable income you have to want to play around with them. And a lot of them aren't going to do harm But there are practices that you can root yourself in day to day that aren't expensive and just kind of are like the basics and the fundamentals. That is the core. They're fun to play around with, but that's all. You know what I mean? So if you look at it like, okay, those are the fun things, but really like how can I shift 
my lifestyle, like on most days, not all days, at most hours, not all hours, you know, and do practices that make me physically feel good, you're totally ahead of the game. Because if you do it the opposite way and you're going through this door with all the products, you're going to try this, try this, try this, try this. And it's going to take you the long way to get finally back to here. The people who are like the true healers aren't selling anything. They're just there to heal. And so I feel like I love your whole messaging and even your book was a way of life, but really just taking away the blocks to like reclaim our freedom around food and nourishing and to put it in a way like the food therapist. We never even thought that I need a therapist about that, but yes, that's what wellness is. And also like even like my teachers, like Gabby Bernstein or like Marianne Williamson, like they're not like, here's this new way of thinking. All it is, is about removing the blocks that we've picked up along the way from culture, from society, from ourselves, from our ego and everything. It's just getting back to our core. That's all it is. There's going to be so many trends, so many products, so many things coming at you that you need to have this like strong foundation to be like, oh, that works for me. Or, oh, that sounds fun. I'm going to play with that. And maybe I'll play with that some days and maybe I won't. Then you can have fun with the world of wellness. But the savior is not in anyone else. It's in ourselves, if that sounds right. That is so beautifully said. And I think it's so important. And I think that's exactly right. And that's why the foundation of my practice has always been like, slow down, just Mm. do your best to slow down because good listening in any relationship is the key to anything, marriage, a friendship, your kids. And so like getting back and being able to listen to yourself, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. the best thing we could possibly do. And I think that there's a doubt and fear that we don't know best because we've been taught once we're like preteen that you don't know best, right? That like your cravings are too much. What you are asking for is wrong, you know? And so how could we trust ourselves? So it's a very scary thought to say, okay, I know best, but we do, and it's not going to come overnight. So just by listening to like one little craving every day could be like a little entryway into like strengthening our trust in ourselves because we need to reclaim our trust. And I can promise whoever is listening, that once you get over that fear, that compulsion will start to go away. Because I think that there's a fear in the beginning. It's like, oh, if I listen to myself, I'll never stop. I'll just go crazy. You know what I mean? I always come back to like Taylor Swift's new song, like I'm the monster on the hill. Like that's how a lot of us feel. Like we're this like ravenous beast that will go wild if we don't listen to these rules that other people put on us. But The more that we listen to our cravings, the more we integrate into ourselves that we aren't a ravenous beast. We've just become that because we've been depriving ourselves for so long for joy, for all the things that like we feel like we deserve. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like people worry that if they show too much self-compassion, that they'll lose control. And that's actually the entry in to have that self-compassion and give yourself grace and all of that. I love that so much. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Shira. This was so amazing. And thank you for creating like a podcast devoted to like these conversations because it's kind of like the fringe in this wellness world. So it's really important to have these conversations. So, so important. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily produced by Katherine Hugh. If you like this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate us.